Welcome to today's keynote panel. This session will be done Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Style with two teams. First off, we have Team Artist with G. Horton and Yad LaFord. They will be competing against Team Collector with Carla Ferguson and Rico Grant. And now, your hosts for the session, Rob Richardson and Mimi Salash. All right, welcome to Disruption Now. We're glad uh, to join us here at the keynote here for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, keynote panel style. So with me is the my moderator. We've done this a few times. Mimi, Mimi, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I'm super excited to share our special surprise as it relates to leveraging survey data and analytics with our experts today. Absolutely. So we have on one team, team artist. He's one, he's one short, but he's a man that can work miracles. We know him. He, he creates great art. He knows how to tell a story. G Horton, how you doing, G? Doing great. All right. On team collector, they have two, two dynamic people that I'm honored to call friends. Uh, the first is my friend from Miami. She brings the flavor. You can tell she's in Miami because, look, she's the only one with a tank top on. The rest of us are cold. Anyway, <laughs> It's Carla, Carla Ferguson with the Yielding Group. Carla, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, then my man, Rico, fellow Noop, who's, who's been the, uh, the, the curator of uh, Black and Brown Faces. Uh, he's going all across the country to take the tour. How you doing, man? Doing good. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. No problem. So these are the rules. I think you guys know the rules, but I'll say it quickly so the audience can understand it. This is who wants to be a millionaire style, kind of a little bit of mixed with Family Feud. You're going to have a chance to, uh, we're going to ask you a question from survey results that, that are given. And uh, the right answer is the top, is the top selected answer. Uh, if you get that, then you, 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 you gain the point, you get closer to become a millionaire. If you don't, uh, the other team gets an opportunity to answer the question. Uh, if you're first, you get 60 seconds. So if the answer is presented to you first, you get 60 seconds to come up with your answer. If you're, if you're second, because the, uh, because the first, uh, the first team did not answer the, uh, did not answer with the right answer. Uh, you have 30 seconds to come up with what you think is the highest rated answer. You also have two cheat options. Uh, you have the ability to uh, either uh, get the, uh, get two of the, of the wrong answers eliminated, or you can phone a friend if you have any friends to phone. So there we go. Any other questions? You guys ready for this? All right. Well, look, look we're going to go to team artists first because you're you're one down. You were supposed to be a two person team, but I have faith in you, G. So uh, Mimi's right. going to read the first question and we'll get ready for you. Go ahead, Mimi. Excellent. So much like Rob said, question number one, in your opinion, what is the most important asset for an artist to succeed? A identifying what makes your work unique, B, ownership of your art, C, leveraging emerging technology, or D, developing a strong network. So although all the answers could be argued as viable from an answer perspective, we want to know what you believe was the most selected response. So G, I will kick the timer. Now you have 60 seconds. All right, All right cool. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one. I, I really, I had to skip this one when I when I saw it initially. Um, and I don't want to necessarily say what I think is the correct answer because I don't feel too confident in it. 
um, at the moment. But I will say, I think a vast amount of people would go with with A, identifying what makes an artist's work unique, um, which will eventually help them stand out in the market. So I'm going to go with A. Is that your final answer? Yeah, it's my final. All right. That is incorrect. But <laughs> within 30 seconds. So that we will give our uh, second team. So Carla and Rico, I will start the clock for 30 seconds if you can come up with the right answer. And Carla, what do you think? Uh, I personally would say D, developing a strong network. We're in, we're, we, uh, we're split. I, I think it's B, um, only because G rakes me over the coals all the time. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, 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 uh, I'm good with D. You good with my D? second option. I'm good with D. That's your final hey. answer? Hey, before you, before you reveal the final answer, let's just know D was what I would have selected. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's get that out. You know what uh, I mean? All right. You might, you okay. might feel bad. What's the answer? And the answer is D, developing a strong network. Oh, there you go. That was the answer. And we have another, you know what? You're, you have your team, you know, you're, you're, you're getting some lifeline here. You're getting your teammate that's coming in right now. Okay. Oh, right, G, there you go. Yala Ford. Hey, sorry. I got to take this. Sorry. Uh, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> sorry, hi. Hello, hello. Hi. Yeah, she's the middle action. You know, thank you for coming on, Yala Ford. So, unfortunately, your team is down zero to one. <laughs> all good. It's all good. It's all good. So you should have came in earlier, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So let's actually put the. Uh, I want to. I want to get a view of those answers again. So I can have them up because I, I think I want to have some thorough discussion here. I, I actually found thorough discussion. I actually found this one to be one of the most interesting as we kind of look through this. Uh, uh, why don't you go through what the data points were, Mimi? And I want to talk to you guys about it and just really think about why that is. And, and, and if you have a difference in point of view, like I know uh, Rico said B was his answer. That's the most important. But let's actually go through this a little bit and tell you what the survey result says. And then we'll discuss it with, the, with you guys, the experts. Absolutely. So, again, starting with the most selected answer, which was D, that was at 40 percent with 33.3 percent, meaning the second most popular answer was actually A, identifying what makes your work unique, followed by C, or sorry, excuse me, followed by B, ownership of your art at 20 percent with C as the least selected answer, which I found rather interesting, which was leveraging emerging technology at just shy of 7%. So again, in order, it's developing a strong network, followed by identifying what makes your work unique, ownership of art, and then lastly, leveraging emerging technologies. All right, so I'm curious, uh, Rico, you said ownership of art. Why was that your number one? Uh, why was that so important? Um, mostly just due to the appreciation value of things. Um, and, and quite honestly, what's going on in pop culture right now with musicians not owning the rights to their music and that being very widely publicly known, I thought that that might be the, the consensus answer um, just due to certain scenarios of some of the more pop culture folks that we follow and the trends of things. So um, pretty much it, yep. Yeah, I mean, you think about Prince not owning his uh, image 
uh, and in likeness. So he changed, he changed the name obviously to artist formerly known as Prince. I think about Dave Chappelle, like he's, he, I mean, certainly comedy is an art and, and now, you know, you have, uh, I forgot the channel, but it's, uh, it's, uh, what, what's the channel? I forgot what, it, what, what he did. The, uh, the daily show. Is the the Central. Comedy Central. Central. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Comedy Central owns his likeness forever. Like, and, and my, I mean, so they get to use it despite the, uh, despite the fact that his material is now more valuable because he's appreciated as an artist. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. But they still get to use things that he should be getting paid on, but because he, unknowingly signed away all his rights. I mean, it's, I think it is very important. One other point on this, <clears throat> you know, now we're talking from a, a point of view that they can probably own your rights after you're dead. I mean, there's go- we know for sure people can now use your voice and use your image and that can be used as entertainment and stream income. So you got to think about uh, the generations after you too, because my guess is, I mean, business is business, companies are companies. They're going to try to own as much of you as possible. I think that's recognizing your own value in the front end. And I know G as an artist can definitely attest to that. Um, what do you think about, uh, this was interesting, uh, Mimi, leveraging technology that, why, why do you guys think that was so low for artists? I actually think that's relative, I think that's pretty important. I can see why it might, why D might be uh, more, but leveraging technology was almost at zero. What, 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 what you, what's just general from art and art collectors? What, what are you guys thoughts on that? Um, well, for me at least, I would say that a lot of collectors um historically are probably of the age where they don't tend to you know do the new tech stuff like the social media and things like that so we tend to want to to go after those very established collectors that may not be so uh, inclined to to use all the emerging technology to discover a work right so i think for me at least i went towards developing a strong network because it kind of just ties into all of it yeah you i'm curious I'm curious from uh, the artist too, uh, G and Yala Ford, what's your perspective on uh, leveraging technology? Because you, you all are uh, younger artists compared to especially the field. What's your, what's your thought about why this was so low and should have been higher? You know, I think for me, it's, um, it's such a new concept. Well, not necessarily new, but it's kind of, it falls in the age of uh, the social media where they will live in and like the internet. And um, it's more... I think it's more generational based. Yeah, I mean, as, as, a, as, as an artist, as an entrepreneur, I understand the value of leveraging technology to, to do all three of, of the other answers. One, I use it as an opportunity to make my work uh, look unique by marketing myself. Um, it's also an opportunity to market myself when I am selling original artworks to collectors um, but also, I think the most vital part about the technology is the ability to really connect with people across the globe. Um, so it's, I, I feel like it's such a it's such a new, innovative concept, and traditional the traditional art world is still trying to wrap their head around it. Because I honestly, agree. I feel like it's disrupting the old institutions, and, and it's for the I think it's it's really great, honestly. So um, I think that answer will look different in a couple of years, honestly. This question will look different. I completely agree. Uh, Yala, do you have anything on that? Because before before we move on to the next question, you don't you don't have to. If yeah, you don't. sure. I think that you know, given given the shutdown, I found that 
leveraging Facebook and Instagram and communicating my message and uh, my artwork and images and what I was working on became very beneficial. I think it's kind of the last thing that you think about with respect to the other questions um, because um, I think it gives you this ability to have your own PR system, but it's so accessible that I think we're not, it's not at the top of our mind. Um, I know that I use it and I think that it's really important in, in my practice, but identifying what made my work unique was higher on that kind of um, spectrum. Yeah, that, I, I get that. I, uh, I would just say before we move on, one, one final point on this, there's a lot more to, and, I, and I'm sure all the artists know this, but beyond social media and, and, and connecting with the world, there, there are some emerging technology when I, I, you can think of AI. I mean, there's a way now, now people can, you can take parts of artificial intelligence. And we have a session on this with Noel Silver that I hope the audience get a chance to, to see today. Uh, you can actually create pieces and make the pieces uh, be perceived in the way that the people who are viewing them would most likely like to see them and have multiple pieces adapt to what they want to see. Very interesting stuff. You can also have crypto art, as you know, as a way to have digital art that makes your art unique, identifiable, and protected in ways you couldn't do, which is something that, you know, we're going to um, have an opportunity for artists to do uh, and participate in a marketplace as well. Because I think we have to see, where, where I look at this, I look at this as, as anything else. Emerging technology is, a, is an area to get into that hasn't already been saturated, that the big boys, for the reasons that Carla said, haven't focused on it, but it is emerging it is growing. I mean, I think NFTs were market capped at around 200 million already in a year. So there are opportunities in those spaces that if we get into them and develop our own marketplace uh, as emerging artists and as collectors trying to grow, there's opportunities to grow, I would say. So let's go on to the next question. Yeah. And just to, to tie it on in, Rob, because that was very well said, I think that highlights why D was selected, developing a strong network because then you're able to take technology and art and essentially, that's how we can focus on innovation for the Absolutely. People. All right. Next one's going to team uh, team collector, collector, right? All right. Yeah. So we'll let, we'll, let, we'll, let, we'll let Carla go first in this one. Okay. What is the hardest part of succeeding in the art world as a diverse artist? So A, overcoming objections. B, lack of resources and or the network. Uncertainty of income. Or D, developing a business strategy. Team collectors, you have 60 seconds. So what do you think? First, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, but, so we're just conversing between us two right now, using our second, using our time. Um, I, I, I think D is, is probably it. Um, yeah. We can talk about why, but what do you think? I, I agree. I, I lean strongly to B. Because I think developing a business strategy, it's not impossible. It's not incredibly difficult. But I think if you don't have the resources to do that or the network to, you know, put the strategy it's in front it, of people. It, it's embedded. It's yeah. embedded. Yep, absolutely. Totally agree. So, B. Yeah. Final answer? All right. That was final answer with four seconds to spare. And I will say, Team Collector, you guys are correct. <laughs> There you go. They got, they got two. <laughs> They're killing it. But so. we're killing it. But look at the answers. It's terrible. Why we're killing it? <laughs> <laughs> but the developing business strategy is so interesting to me. I mean, it's uh, that was that was right right at the lowest. That was the lowest. So B was the highest with sixty percent. 
uncertainty of income. So C was the second, which was shy of 30% for a split of about six and a half percentage points among overcoming rejections and developing a business strategy. That's not, that's not very shocking though, Rob. G and I talk about this constantly and the fact that a lot of artists just don't see the business side of what they're doing, right? And, or, or don't see themselves as entrepreneurs. G's a full-blown entrepreneur, right? He has, he's an artist, but he works for himself. So the more education that we put around that, the better. It's one of the reasons why I'm sitting where I'm sitting at the Galleria Gumbo, which is a place that's going to teach the business side of being an artist and valuing your art, no matter if it's local or not, the way it should be. So I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Any other, any other thoughts about developing the business strategy? I kind of bring that back to the first two, understanding that this is it's more than just creating good art. That's obviously important, but it's also important to understand the business side of it and the technology side to it and the marketing side of it, because that's how your art is going to scale. And so you can actually eat. But any other thoughts? No, I, I don't necessarily have a thought directly about the developing business strategy. Um, comment, but I, I will, I'm looking at the other two options, overcoming fear and C, uncertainty of in income. And it's just interesting to me that those are two options that are really fear-based, right? When you think about them. And, uh, and it's just more of a deeper dive when you think about the black and brown experience and how so much of the options are generated from fear. And, and I'm more geared on why is that, you know, why is that even uh, a thought that we think of when we think of diverse artists um, overcoming rejection and also like uncertainty of in income. And obviously you can still pose those with other, you know, nationalities or individuals from different walks of life, but it just really stands out to me about, you know, the fear. I think the biggest thing and hurdle for me as an artist, as an as a entrepreneur is really overcoming those, um, those narratives, overcoming the rejection, overcoming the fear and uncertainty. Um, so I just wanted to make a note to that. That's a great point. Great point. Great point. Anything else on that? All right, let's go on to the next question. This one goes to back to artists. Now you have two people on your team at the same time. So let's go. Yeah, so, so you know, you got, you, got, you got some advantage here. Mimi. Okay. What do historically institutional art investors, such as galleries or museums, get wrong most often when it comes to evaluating Black and Brown artists and collectors? A, a narrow view of what art is valuable, B, lack of diversity at the leadership level, C, lack of culturally competent organizations, or D, failure to feature and invest in diverse art collectors. Team artists, you have 60 seconds. Mm. Uh, what you think? You're mute. Yeah, you can't, we can't hear you. Uh, I say B. I say B. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna Hello, say. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We can hear you. I, I think I think B is is also a, a viable option. Although you know, I do have some different thoughts, but let's roll with B. All right. Final answer. Unfortunately, that is incorrect. All right. Collector. <laughs> team collector. You have thirty seconds. There we go. What do you what do you, what do you think? I'm between B and C. Um, I'm, where are you at? I'm between B and A. 
Okay. Okay. So B seems the common one. Mm -hmm. Okay. How much time we got left, Mimi? <laughs> Twenty. Like an explosive question. So. I, B is B is a big one. Yeah. Um, but I think C is also sort of embedded into that. So I didn't want to overlook that. Mm -hmm. um, it's not kind of answering from an organizational level, but I'm okay with B. Five, four, three, final answer? B is final answer. Are we ready to see the final answer, which is A. No, neither one of you are right. But it makes sense because that first answer ties in all the others. Right, yep. the broad. They they decide what's valuable. So if they're really inept, if they lack diversity, their their view of value is going to be so narrowly tailored just to what to what they think is valuable. Yep. What is interesting? Very so, true. And I mean, it's reflected. You see one exhibition, and that same exhibition's touring all over the country, all over the world. It's the same exhibition. It's almost as if there's just one type of art in the world that can be. Mm. Like, right meaning the audience is one type of audience at least that's what they think they're targeting oh complete Mimi what were you about to say I was going to say what what also is interesting Carla to tie into that point B and C were tied at 26.7 percent so mm -hmm. having that lack of leadership at the top and then lack of culturally competent organization they essentially will go hand in hand yeah exactly yep and all right that right now they're trying to rectify it. I think just about every major uh, old school museum has picked up a new black curator <laughs> for the moment, you know? Yeah, I, I'm curious about what you what you feel about that response too, right? And, and if it's mm -hmm. a adequate, if it's genuine, or if it's being done in a way that is still not giving proper equity to the artists or, or, or black and brown art collectors. What's your, what's your thought on that, Carla and the group? I think it's been done in a way where the people that they've put in these positions have been groomed for years, especially, especially for the day when they had to, to do this, right? Um, they don't really want to open up the gates to, to everyone. They do want to maintain the status quo, but I think um, what we're seeing in the world, the shakeup in society is forcing their hands to, to, to try and branch out and be diverse and, and you know, give opportunities to far more artists black and brown artists in particular. But I think that we might for the next few years see the same old, same old, because it's, it's their, their protégés that they've been grooming for these roles. Yeah. What's your thought, uh, Rico G? I know, I know we, we talk about here in Cincinnati, um, we're going through our own renaissance as well, but what, what's your thoughts on this? I agree with Carla. I think uh, my fear is that we're putting a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound, mm -hmm. right? And we're not using gauze and, the, 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 the things that we need in order to, to heal that. Um, so, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I really don't have much more to add. I, I look forward to seeing what, what, what systematic change comes along with systematic racism um, yeah. and systemic racism in, in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, they, they're literally putting a, a brown, a darker Band-Aid on the problem. <laughs> it's, it's, it, you know, it just sums everything up. So now they're, you know, everyone has a new face, a new black or brown face to represent their organization. And those organizations historically kept the black and brown out by, I mean, some of the most vicious ways. So what, so what I hear you saying is that <clears throat> the, uh, some of the art spaces are doing the, the corporate feel, which is what, oh. what, what corporations have done 
and they don't all do this, but a lot of them do. <clears throat> Their diversity and inclusion head is somebody there that's diversity and inclusion, usually a black or brown face with no real actual power or money or budget. And they come and say, oh, yes, we're doing something for diversity. Did you check with our diversity and inclusion department? Mm -hmm. And then when you look at their actual dollar spent, I'm, I've said this many times and some people think it's controversial and I really don't care, it's disruption now, is that we don't even need disrupt, we don't even need these uh, equity and inclusion departments, not necessarily, just show me your budget and make it equitable. How about that? And then put, put people in charge that actually want to execute on a mission. That's, that's all we want. Yeah. At least, at least maybe I'm off. I want to hear from the group because I know that's that could be. I know there could be different points there. Can I add to that to help solicit some important dialogue? So D was rated lowest, right, at four, less than fourteen percent. And could it be because there's a clear difference between featuring and investing in diverse art collectors? Because it sounds like there's a lot of feature, whether it be potentially marketing or because there's a more uh, social conscious narrative that's now being shared but that is wildly different from investing, whether that be financially or in any other resource. So what's everyone's thoughts on the difference between you know, opportunities where someone is featured versus opportunities where people receive an investment? Mimi, I'm gonna to speak to this real quick and I know G wants to jump in, but this, this is a moment where we have to shout out the Cincinnati Art Museum. Uh, we came up with this concept for black and brown faces. I remember calling G about it and he was like, Let's go, let's do it. But the reality was is that it was supposed to be a small thing. And once they put their hands on it, they invested in that concept. They bought into that concept in such a grand way that it became way more beautiful than we ever would imagine. A three-day exhibition became a 73-day exhibition in a studio space that Black artists weren't even allowed to be taught, right? So that's, that, that, that level of investment is what we continuously need across the country and across this world. Yep. Gee. You know, I think for me, like, I think, I think all of the, when we talk about investments, when we talk about uh, real change, I think it's really rooted in perception, right? It's perception and how it meets reality. And honestly, the, the, the reality is that, you know, we're still fighting against systematic and institutional racism. And it's real and it's alive. And if you don't believe me, then turn on the TV. But the reality is, I think um, when I when I look at A being the, the, the top choice, I automatically go back to what the late great Toni Morrison talks about all the time, which is, you know, how can artists, how can collectors escape the, the dominant white gaze? That dominant white gaze is it's. It's Eurocentric at its core, and it really defines how we look at art and how we consider what is art. And from that place, we make our investments. So I think it's more of a perception shift. It's more of a, a of changing the way we see ourselves, the way we see black and brown individuals, and everything else will follow us. And I you know with me personally as an artist, my job is to is to try my damnness to create work that is absent of the white gaze. And what I mean by that is this, this little consciousness inside of us that says, I need to make work of art that other people who are not from the culture can understand. And it's not the reality. I think art should come from a place where it's real and it's true and, it, and it's a reflection of the reality regardless of what the artists, who they are and where they come from. So, and that isn't always the case when we think of institutions, art institutions. No, no, and, um, and that's, that's so well said. And I'll just say that, you know, what we need <laughs> is to look at overall, we wanna see less feature and more full-time investment. 
and, and certainly uh, it's great about what the, what the art museum is doing. And we know we have a larger art infrastructure here and that needs to be played out over years and years and a, and a decades and decades worth of investment. Uh, because look, here's the thing, black and brown art is valuable. It's very valuable. And part of the reason why I should say people are highlighting now is because it's popular to do so right now. It's very, people are looking towards this. And I think we, and I'm talking about black people at the specific moment, black and brown people have to, in this moment, leverage our power as much as we can. Uh, this is like a, this is like a reconstruction moment almost. And we have to make sure that we are, we're asking for our real value, <clears throat> not a hundred thousands, but operating in millions. Cause that is our value for what we actually bring. And now it's time to make sure we really, really get that equity. Let's uh, go on to the next question. Great segue, because the next question is about advantages. What advantages do black and brown artists and art collectors have over other non-marginalized groups? A, overcoming adversity is a frequently used skill. B, diversity of thought and creativity. C, the market is still largely untapped. Or D, representation among socially conscious buyers and influencers is growing. So which team are we going to start with first, Robert, for me to put the clock? Because no one answered correctly on the last question. Well, I, I think we go, I think it's team artist again, right? Though it's team artist first, so second. I think, I think this one goes to team artist. Okay, <laughs> team artist, you have 60 seconds. Um, if I, just my opinion, I think A is one. And I'm just speaking from my heart. I'm answering from my heart right there. From my heart right there it's like overcoming adversity is just it's in our dna man and considering like considering you know how we got here from day one it's been all about overcoming adversity so that's just my opinion all right final answer yeah let's roll with a all right do do doom y'all's uh internet just chipped up <laughs> yeah yeah i know Okay. I really want you to get get one right. If I could manipulate the answers, yeah, I can, can I phone a friend and can you be my friend? <laughs> uh, uh, you could you could phone a friend. You could eliminate two answers. You could do something. That's something. Yeah, let's, elim let's, let's eliminate it. Let's eliminate one. All right, okay. go. All okay. right, let's 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 have them eliminate two. Okay, so we're gonna eliminate two. So unfortunately, I have to eliminate the first one. Overcoming adversity is a frequently used skill. Let's not look at that one and not look at the last one, which is representation among socially conscious buyers and influencers. So you're looking at B or C. C, I think the masses would select the C. That's your final answer? My final answer. Gee, the next time you're going to phone a friend and you're going to phone me, okay? <laughs> I you. I you. You. <laughs> I, I'm rooting for you, G, though. I, promise you. Yeah. I appreciate that. So team collectors, you have uh, 30 seconds to choose between B and C. Although, yeah, uh, you, you've got to give them the answer. Oh, if they're paying say, attention, yeah. they got I'm the sorry. answer. Uh, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, it kind of like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so the answer is diversity of thought and i will say that was the highest by a margin that was 40 percent the market still untapped came in at 27 percent 
where representation among socially conscious buyers at 20% and then overcoming adversity at just under 14%. But gee, I absolutely can appreciate and understand the thought process. So I'd love to hear someone's thoughts. I'm shocked. Yeah. Why are you shocked? I'm shocked. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I totally would have went with A as my original answer as well. Um, and that's just, that's just, that's the world we live in. And oh, I, I think that's, uh, that's our, that's our magic as people of color. And, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I am well, let me play the other side of it. I think <clears throat> going back to G's point earlier, trying to see a more positive spin on this, people are like, all right, yes, we go through adversity, but that allows us to create, be creative because of what we have to overcome. I'm totally guessing on this that, but, I, but my, my thought is maybe, a lot of these artists, like, I don't want to see or just rely on the, the negative space of A and overcoming adversity or necessarily seeing it as a negative. I'm going to see that as a positive in my art and, and, and say that, that that makes me stronger. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking, but I don't know. What do you guys think? That's what I think. That, I mean, that we use all these negatives, the rejections, the fears, everything that's been built in already to become very diverse in our thought process and creative as to how we how we will approach a particular uh, obstacle, right? And I think that is probably, I, I agree with this one being, you know, the, the strongest uh, advantage that we, we actually have because we get told no so often that we just change course and do it a different way until we get what we want. I feel like, I feel like this should have been one of those, you know, another option could have been A, MD, <laughs> You know what I mean? Don't worry, do we got some like, of those too. Okay, cool. Because I <laughs> Look feel for the like next questions. <laughs> I feel like I feel like kind of piggybacking off what Carla said, like, you know, our ability to 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 come up with creative solutions have been based in our reality of overcoming adversity. Like when you when your back's against the wall, you know, you gotta get it. You you think outside the box, you you formulate these this diversity of thought which leads to creativity. So I think it's one of those combinations. Wish I would have, could have been, I wish it could have been an option. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also think too here that we have to differentiate between the advantage that an artist of color would have and the advantage a collector of color would have, because those are two completely different positions, right? Tell me, tell me about that. What what, what are are the differences you think? On one side, you're a buyer, and on the other side, you're creating the object that's to be bought, right? Right. You, one side you've got the purse, and the other side you have all the magic, right? That's that is uh, the thing of value. So I think when it comes to collectors, um, when collectors do come from a more diverse background or a black collector like myself, I might have an easier time going into a studio of another person of color, and maybe we'll we'll meet eye to eye on you know the price or, or, or different things, just different reasons why that artist would want me to have their work, right? Okay. I tell their story for them by being one of their collectors. All right. All right. Let's go on to the next question. Rico, you got to get ready. You got you to you roll. Can you, can you do one more question? Yeah, I got one more for sure. All right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go one more. Question number five, because I think this one goes to, this goes to the collector, right? Let's, let, let's do it. Team collector, what paths have you experienced as most useful promoting your art? A, free events for exposure. B, selling to a niche market. C, featured in a museum or gallery. Or D, charitable support. Team Collector, you have 60 seconds. 
and ride your coattails on this one, Carla? Oof, this one's tough because I mean, so many of them could actually be. <laughs> you really use. I, I think, I think, I think, in a, from a, if we're talking about a broad scope, C might not be the best answer because I guess everyone might not have had that level of exposure as mm-hmm. of yet. Um, a has always worked for me. Free ninety nine is always a way to to pull people in. But I'm I'm curious to know what you think. Well, I mean, I also think this question is more geared towards artists versus collectors. Yeah. Right. So, I I would want to go towards B as that would be the most useful for an artist. All right, we got to make a decision. I'm your call. Because the free events might be there. We got we got five seconds. Your call. Final answer. (laughs) What is what is it? We're All saying right. C. You're saying C. Drum roll. Team Collector. That is. Yeah, you guys won again. So uh, you guys have, you, clearly Team Collector has won. So yeah, I was about to ask what's the score, <laughs> man. <Come> on. <laughs> hey. Yeah, but you know it, it's all in the spirit of this. So look, I hope everybody has enjoyed this. So let, let's give it up for Team Collector. I know. Uh, every, hopefully, hopefully, everybody got a chance to enjoy it. We tried to make this enjoyable and an interactive experience. Uh, please, we're having a live question and answer afterwards. So you get a chance to talk to all of us. We're gonna go over all the questions you have and you can just ask us and we'll answer any questions you might have live. So wanna thank you everybody for attending. We appreciate your time.